Well, good evening. How's it going, LA? I'm uh, I'm John Noyce. I'm your host for this evening. This is Apologetics.com Radio, where we challenge believers to think and thinkers to believe. And uh, you know what? I want to start off this show by just saying thank you to every single one of you who's listening right now, because this is why we do it. We do it uh, not for ourselves, but for you guys. And uh, and I absolutely love uh, what we do here. We have a lot of fun. I hope we are uh, not only uh, enjoyable, but also edifying. And I hope that you guys take away uh, a little bit of something in the in the long run. You guys look a little bit more like Jesus because of what we're doing here. And um, and also, guys, if you guys have been longtime listeners, uh, I hope that you're supporting us. And, and you can do that by going to our webpage. It's apologetics.com. And you can click that donate button. It's a tax-deductible donation, so you can write that sucker off. Uncle Sam will get a little less of your money, and we'll get a little bit more, and it'll be fantastic. What a relationship. I love it. I like where this is going already. So, no, if you guys haven't ever supported us and you guys have listened to us for a while, I want to challenge you. A dollar, five dollars, ten dollars, twenty dollars, all of it, every single penny goes towards keeping us on the air. Um, none of us hosts get paid. We all volunteer our time, and we just uh, we just look forward to it every week, and we want to keep it going. So if you'd like to support us, apologetics.com, click that donate button. And, uh, and then we're off and, and now we're off. We're going to, we're going to start running here. I've got, I've got some, some amazing people in the studio with me tonight. So I've got two very, very good friends. I think we've got a good topic to talk about. We'll see if we ever get there before we went on air, we were talking politics (laughs) and, uh, and so we'll, we'll maybe save that for another show unless somebody calls and that's all. That's a good point guys. Hey, if you guys want to give us a call, make sure you do that. You can give us a call at 888-995-KKLA. That's 888-995-5552. That's a lot of fives, Eric. That's so I've got Eric. How you doing? Good morning. Good evening. I've got Chris. How's it going? What's going on? I'm doing good, man. Th- this is Chris's first time awesome. in the studio. Yep. We're hazing Glad to him be right here. Now. We're hazing him. He doesn't know it. Run! We're going to set him Recruit. up. Recruit. What's that movie that they have the uh, pledge pins? Um, Animal House. You guys remember that? You guys, no. so you I guys never are, saw that movie. You guys are good Christians. You guys have never seen it. Animal House is a fantastically funny movie. Yeah, it's a little... Yeah, I'm, I'm 40, so it's a little ahead of my time, I think. I'm 42. Yeah, I don't know, man. I didn't watch it. You didn't watch it? No. I think my parents watched it. That's how I watched it. Yeah, my parents were like watching that. Seventies, I think. Yeah. I don't know. So uh so Eric, how are you doing, man? Doing great, doing great. How are you doing? Mm. I am better than I deserve. I am saved by the blood of the Lamb. Jesus Christ has somehow and for some strange reason seen me f- worthy to stand in my place. It's amazing, isn't it? It's unbelievable. It's amazing. It's mind-boggling, actually. It's mind-boggling. Yeah, I, I've been saved for, you know what, this last weekend marks, I was baptized 12 years ago this last weekend. Gosh, you wow. know, I don't even remember when I was baptized. Isn't that sad? Well, I remember being baptized. Are you sure? How old were you? Oh, I was 30. 30 years old. Yeah, 20 years ago. Wow. Are you don't 50? remember. I am. I'll be 51 soon. That's insane. I know. You're an My fiftieth birthday was spent in COVID time. I don't feel bad for you. I I feel bad for me. Yeah, but I'm refreshed because <laughs> yeah, I, I have a disposable toothbrush that I gave you. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, and uh, Chris, man, what's going on, man? Nothing. I'm just uh, you know trying to be a good husband. Yeah, you've got two boys. Yeah, a beautiful wife. Trying to disciple my boys. How old are your kids? Fourteen and sixteen. 
That's like heavy duty stuff. Wow, that's right there. Yeah, we're in the thick of it for sure. I haven't gotten there. Eric's been there. I've been there. And you'll be there again. Because no. how old is your youngest? But she's not. She's a girl. So it's, <laughs> doesn't count. Is that so different? Way different. Way. Oh, well, you don't know. I have no idea. Boys yeah. are way different than yeah. girls, it turns out. Well, I mean, I know that there's differences between boys and girls. <laughs> yeah. I've but, heard. Yeah, you've heard. We've had, we've Fifth got grade. one, we've got something. one left, 14. <laughs> That's crazy. She's 14. I can't believe she's 14. Yeah. When we used to live next to each other, Zoe was, I think. 10? No, less, 8. 8. Which is how old Joel is right now. It's nuts. It's us. We used to live next to each other, Chris. He's yeah. like all baffled. <laughs> so so I, have a, I have a question for you, Chris. Yeah. This is like off the cuff. You can be like, I don't know, and don't talk to me again, or yeah. you can try to answer it. Right now, you've got two teenage boys in the thick of it. Right. What do you think the most challenging thing for you as a dad is right now? It's a tough one. As a Christian dad, um, I think that the most challenging thing is trying to combat the worldview that yeah. is constantly bombarding my sons with the true worldview yeah um and trying to kind of realign almost daily uh what's happening in the world and trying to um kind of refocus so i think that's a challenge um obviously there's normal stuff you know parenting teenagers girls yeah puberty and puberty, all man. that crap but um i'm blessed with two incredible boys who are yeah. smart who are thoughtful who are um growing into great men that's awesome and yeah, that's uh, i'm 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 loving life right now for sure yeah and you have a rad wife oh for sure she's like super rad yeah yeah so you guys make a good pair well thanks be to jesus there you go man so <laughs> i want to know what let's i want to hear a little bit about you because then that might lead into our topic like what i'd like to land someday if we get there it's time to talk about Christianity and the arts, okay. you know, kind of, uh, I guess, uh, an argument for the existence of God through like aesthetics and music and beauty and, and in the arts, right? Mm -hmm. And we see beauty everywhere. But you have a background that I'd love for you to share. I just like, how about this? <clears throat> Where are you from? I am from Napomo, California. I have no Nipomo. idea what Napomo It's a small is. town nice. up near Santa Maria. Oh, okay. Do you know where Santa Maria is? Yeah, Rihanna's from San Inez. Oh, okay. So right in the... Oh, wait a second. Oh. I know when the Pomo is. There's nothing up there. There's nothing there. I mean, there's literally a swap meet. Yeah. There's a McDonald's. Yeah. Um, I've they, stopped at that McDonald's. Yeah, everybody has at least once. Yeah, yeah. On your way up to 101. Yep. But, uh, I mean, it's it's a little bit bigger than that. That's like the, you know, one little exit. But, um, but yeah, I, I lived there until I was 17. And then I went to Bible college. Nice. And uh, that's where I met my wife. And then we started our journey from there, man. Yeah. And uh, moved to Monterey and then moved down to Carpinteria. Youth pastor. Yeah. Yeah. In Monterey, oh, wow. Calvary Chapel. Yeah. And now you do graphic design. Yes. I got to say, man, dude, he's like Eric. I mean, he's like the best graphic designer I've ever oh, met. Oh, good to know. Do you have a, do you have a webpage people can look up? Uh, uh mm -hmm. I wasn't, I wasn't prepared yeah, to, no. to do this. Do you not I want mean, to right, do this? We don't have No, to. it's fine. Uh, I, yeah, it's disconnected right now, okay. but I have a portfolio site. What's the portfolio site? Can you give it? If you don't feel comfortable, just say no, you don't want to, you don't no, want to No, it's it. fine. It's, um, it's a Squarespace website. 
Um, so however you do it, backspace or forward space or forward slash janky design, J-E-N-K-Y design. I bet you if you just Google that. Yeah. No, you'll find some stuff. Janky design. It's like totally legit stuff. Yeah. I mean, I've been, I've been doing it for a while professionally now and, um, been doing it for even longer amateur. So yeah, it's, it's my career. It's what I do. Dude, you're so good at it. He's like, he's so, he, so you, I, I'm just going to brag on you for a second. Cause you did all the graphic work for, for the church that, yeah. that we planted. Yep. And uh, so all the solely stuff is nice. like, and it's like, and we haven't even released most of the cool stuff. Like we've, <laughs> we've got stuff with skulls and stuff on it and oh, it's yeah. so rad. Yeah. So, okay. So, so you went to Bible college, traveled around a bit, youth pastoring. You're in a thousand, thousand well, no, now you're in Camarillo and um, you have a background in music. I do. Um, yeah, when I was in Bible college, well, pre-Bible college, before Christ, um, I used to write little rap verses and stuff and try to pretend like I was going to do that one day. And um, <laughs> But then I got saved and then went to Bible college and kind of didn't really think about it until I met uh, my best friend at the time who was doing um, rapping in juvenile halls. And he had, you know, some stuff. He like had, a Christian guy? Yeah, a Christian guy who would go into juvenile halls and minister through music. And uh, I remember thinking, man, that's awesome. Like, you yeah. actually do that? Yeah. And I was like, well, I've messed around before. He's like, let me hear it. And so I did like a verse for him. And he was like, okay, <laughs> okay we need to write songs. And so we just started writing songs. And uh, yeah, I had like this little juvenile hall, juvenile hall ministry thing going and um, got to play at like high schools and different things. That's so things. rad. Um, and then from there, um, I met another guy at Bible College um, who's now one of my best friends, and his name's Dominic Bally. And we had started a band uh, in Bible College as well called City Light. And um, reggae. Reggae, yeah. And it started actually because I was making the rounds doing security at the campus. And I had heard some like reggae going on, which wasn't normal at this campus. <laughs> Usually it's like acoustic worship. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah, it's like the normal stuff. And I heard some reggae and I was like, oh, that's pretty, that's pretty dope. And so I, I walked over to where I heard it from and it was this guy, Dominic Bally and another friend of mine named Steven Anderson on drums. And they were just jamming, you know, doing like some chink, 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 chink and some, some drums. And um, I was like, and they knew I rapped because I had, you know, we kind of already started doing some stuff with my other buddy. And um, they're like, throw a verse to this, throw a verse to this. Oh, were they really? Oh, wow. And so I had my, you know, my mag light <laughs> on the clock and I'm in there just throwing a verse down on this reggae little tune that they were doing. And um, it sounded good, man, for us. Like, yeah, we, sure. we just were like, dude, this is awesome. And so we started doing more stuff together and created this little band called city light. And, um, you know, it was like at that age, which was what it was like 18, 19, 20. Um, it was like, for us, it was big. Dude, time, it was you huge. Know? We yeah, were, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like traveling around doing shows and, <laughs> Man, nice. you know, they like I, getting paid. Well, yeah, but I mean, you know, not a lot, but enough. Uh, yeah. Yes. I mean, they paid for us to come out and maybe some food. Yeah. Give you, they'd give you a free free meal. Yeah, exactly. And um, so after Bible college, I went up to Monterey, started uh, youth pastoring up there. And I would still fly down and do shows, uh, in, mostly in California, um, with City Light. And then it got too much for me trying to 
do the full time yeah. youth pastor thing and fly. And sometimes I would do rent a cars and drive, you know, all of California. And it was just a little much. And, um, so we kind of like disbanded and then, um, and I kind of forgot about music and wasn't really pursuing it. And then, um, a few years later, um, felt like God was calling me into music. Didn't know how, didn't know what. And so I started trying to learn guitar and I took a college course on, uh, pro tools to learn how to record. And, um, he eventually moved down to Carpinteria, and that's where Dominic was a worship was pastor. Worship pastor, yeah. And so I helped him with his first EP, got that going, and then since I was there, I ended up helping with vocal production, yeah. songwriting, and rapping like I had always kind of done, and then singing harmonies as well. And so the next album was basically just a co-op between me and him, just kind of writing. And Which album was that? It's called Public Announcement. Um yeah, it was Dom's first full length kind of right on. Yeah, LP. And this is this is still reggae. It's reggae. Yeah, it's like a part. Cali rock reggae type thing um, with some rap. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> that hip hop music. Wait a second. Are you saying hip hop music can be Christian? Oh yeah. I thought it was all. Yeah. No. I mean, it was. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty worshipful. Yeah. For sure. You know what? Like, I I love that you're here because I'm a hip hop guy. Like you know that yeah. I'm an East Coast guy. You're West Coast. We yep. get along just fine yep. for the most part. Um, oh man, one of the one of the struggles for me as a, as a Christian, uh, trying to be a good Christian man, is I don't listen to much of the hip hop I used to listen to anymore. Yeah. And and I, I I really enjoyed it, and I miss it a lot. And one of the voids in my life has been, uh, dude. There's just not quality music right. for me to listen to i feel like um and i don't i don't get on my soapbox yet complaining about this stuff because i think that but the, but maybe it'll help spark a conversation here like you have experience in this mm-hmm. uh, you've been in the game so to speak you know produce some albums you write songs and you're like really good i mean dominic eric dominic and uh <laughs> and chris were at a at a birthday party and they did like an impromptu song for uh for our friend denny it was his 50th actually yeah. And, like, it was legit. I mean, Dominic was singing and playing the guitar, and then you just started breaking out rapping, and mm-hmm. it was it was unreal. How do you do that? Like, I, you know? I, I don't know. It was unreal. Like, it was unreal. It was, I have it on video, and I wish that I came prepared because I would have I would have had the studio <laughs> with and we could have played it. But it, it's, it's, like, it's so good. And while I'm, while I'm listening to the song, do you remember what song that was? What was that called? It was called Conquering Lion. Conquering Lion. Yeah. Okay. And it was it was just a really quality song, and 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 it got me it got me jamming like it got your your uh, your rap style is real fast, right. you know. So then it had me thinking. I like having to think and, and having the track and pay attention. It's like oh my gosh, this is so good. Complex beats, you know. It's 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 beats and bars, and you're mixing the stuff. It's not just like you know uh, simple simple rhyme schemes. It's they're really good. They're really good uh, lyrics and beats and everything and. Uh, and one of the things I miss about listening to music is is that, you know, and I feel yeah. like Christian music or Christian art in general is just not good. And I'm just going to say <laughs> it. I'm really sorry. Uh, but it's just not good, man. Like, I mean, it's good. Like, this is the way I end up saying, like, oh, that's a good Christian movie for a Christian movie. Yeah. You know, it's so so it's like you've got the movies up here that are good. You know, I've got I've got my list of them. Stand by me. 
you know, E.T., Jaws. They're really good movies, right? John Wick. It's a good movie. I love that movie. You mm-hmm. know, really violent, but I really like the movie. Mm-hmm. These are good movies. And then, like, when I'm recommending movies to my Christ- Christian friends, I, I go, like, oh, you know, you could watch Courageous. Like, it's Chariots really, of Fire. Chariots of Fire. They've got really good themes. Um, they're really... They're really good for for a Christian movie, you know, and and it's just it's like super frustrating. I mean, what do you guys think about this? Am I alone on this, Eric? No, I, I think you're right. I think there's there's I mean, I think I think Christian movies get a get a bad rap. I think there there are some that are that are de- that are okay. That are, you can watch them. Yeah. Name one. Uh, the, I like the Facing the Giants one. Is that the football one? That's the football one. <laughs> Cinema. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so I'm alone in the room. Um, I mean, Chariots of Fire, I threw that out there, but that actually is a good well, it, movie. It, I think it did win the Academy yeah. Award. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean. Whoops. <laughs> uh, whatever. People like different things. but yeah. No, and, and actually, he's facing – and actually, the Kendrick Brothers, they, they produced that movie. The Kendrick Brothers actually generally put out decent movies, but but they still put out decent but, movies for Christian. Movies. But if you compare it to like Die Hard or or some other uh, awesome Avengers, Avengers, or, right? Yeah, what's what's so great about the Marvel universe? Uh, those movies are, are spot on every time, right? They're but so good. They, well, they, it, they it helps really to have are. you know five hundred million dollar right. budget or whatever they have. You know, I mean, and then the Kendrick Brothers, I think they have like a two hundred thousand dollar. <laughs> so, so, but see, I, I, your your point is that you should be able to be Christian and make movies that are as good as. As as a Marvel movie, or as, as like killer as a, music, yeah. or killer or, movies. or great movie, or or great art, or or photos, or or whatever, right? And and it seems like Christian Christian artists try almost they try too hard and they miss the mark, hmm. right? Well, I think it was something that we said uh, before, and maybe Chris, you can elaborate on this because you were like one that pointed out, or maybe you did, Eric, like. There's this. I feel like there's this. Uh, there's this pressure to tell the entire like right. yeah. biblical narrative right. in two hours, or to do it in one song. Like you have to express all this stuff right. in one song. Where one of the things like why I go see a movie, guys. I go see a movie because I kind of just wanna. I want to immerse myself in. Uh, I don't want to say I want to escape reality because I don't. Like, I don't think that's Christian, but I want to immerse myself in, in a fun place that i'm not currently at you know i want to kind of lose myself in a movie in the story that's why i read you know like i read a ton of books and most of them are non-fiction right so i read mostly non-fiction but every once in a while that's why i read narnia Mm -hmm. like i read narnia every single year i read c.s lewis's books because why because i want to get lost in them i want to man and and you brought up c.s lewis and uh, we talked about that in the car too it's like one of those things where it's like we do tend to forget that there are literary geniuses that were Christian, but we just end up allowing the world to own them and mm. take them and adopt them as their own. But in all actuality, like we were saying, it's like C.S. Lewis is ours. Yeah. Well, what you're saying is that the, 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 yeah. their Christian aspects are kind of suppressed, right? So they're, they're, they present this great movie. He did the, the, the Ring one. What was the Ring one? That's Tolkien. You gotta but, be joking me! <laughs> oh, Eric, man, I'm so disappointed with you tonight. Like normally we're like, I'm a computer like, engineer. Like, I don't do. And then I'm just like, art. you're like that ring thing, and you're like, oh, I really enjoyed facing the giants. 
Oh, Lord. Lord, come quickly. Uh, I'm telling you, just well, Jesus might okay, not be so, well pleased so, right now with oh, you. So, so no. Tolkien, Tolkien anyway. was friends with C.S. Lewis. Yes, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. And he was Christian as well. He Did C.S. Lewis – what is C.S. Lewis and Tolkien Did were, C.S. Lewis write stuff? He did. What did he write? <laughs> <laughs> the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, uh, the Narnia – all the yeah, Narnia, Narnia stuff. stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. Okay, and then the, uh, Tolkien did the ring thing, and then yeah. are you joking? <laughs> and then, <laughs> like, I can't tell if you're being serious or not. I'm about to throw my tea at you. I'm not joking. I was I was uh, severely damaged in high, uh, in uh, middle school. Hmm. So yeah. um, I mean, C.S. Lewis has written a lot of uh, yeah. fiction. Like he wrote all yeah. the all the Narnia books. He wrote his. He has a. Uh, uh, three part science fiction novels, which I don't necessarily love just because I'm not a science fiction guy. Right. But, and then you got Tolkien who wrote, I mean. But, but their Christianity ton. is suppressed, right? I mean, I mean, the, the story, they're, for, they're presented as, as stories. I think that uh, C.S. Lewis was for sure vocal. I think Tolkien was more um, kind of sh- cloaked a little bit. Um, but they would meet together and talk about theology. They would meet together, and so yeah, it so was known. I, I don't think more known that C.S. Lewis was uh, out front with his Christianity. But, yeah, so I don't, I'm not saying that they cloaked it themselves. Oh, okay. I'm saying that the that the what, the wait, market wait, the, the market kind of just said, "Hey, here's a great story, right?" And you can watch it. And if you really look closely, you might see some Christian stuff. Right, but, right. But here's a great story. Yeah, right? and, and that's what we're that's what you're saying. The 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 all the great Christian stuff is mm-hmm. really presented as not Christian. Right. Yeah. And I think that there's, there is some, some overlap too. I feel like, you know, a lot of times we tend to, um, classify things as Christian because it fits in a certain category. And then if it's got wizards, if it's got, you know, oh. dragons and magic and all this stuff. We're like, that can't be Christian because that's. Well, well, you remember the, there was a huge controversy about the, that other one with the, the, the boy. The sorcerer. Um, Harry Potter. The Harry Potter. Yeah. Do you guys remember that? People like flitter yeah. out. out. Yeah. Like they were like flipping out about it. My, my daughter is now of the age, my oldest daughter, that she started reading them. And they're like good books. Right. Like and she's she's losing herself in, in them. Well, think about Moses against Pharaoh's magicians. Like Moses is the wizard, yeah, arch- archetype. Like he's yeah. the guy, and all these guys are basically Staff just copying, and all, bro. Yeah, Staff exactly, and all. Well, exactly. He, well, no, I mean God acted through him. Well, right? yes. He, so but, wizards act on their own, right? Yes, but that's what I'm saying, though. Is we remove the magical, we remove some of these like wild things. Like we we take these really crazy concepts about life. Like, dude, we. I mean, look at us. We're on an earth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like spinning around a sun in the middle of this vast galaxy. And we've normalized it so that it's palatable. But in all actuality, we're just – this is magical, dude. This, this is, is unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Like it really it is. is. I mean when we start thinking about this is like now we're getting into like next week's show because next week's science night for me. And it's just like the idea that that even – that molecules even hold together or, or right. that there's – that that, that th- this planet exists. And I mean – is unbelievable, and this kind of goes into a, a point that I had mentioned earlier too. That you know, like we should we should be comfortable engaging in these fantasyful stories, like a Harry Potter yeah. or, or Tolkien or Lewis, and and we should feel really comfortable because all of these stories, Star Wars, I don't care what you bring up, most stories when you boil them down are based on the original story, yep. which is the story of the Bible, mm-hmm. right? It's the true story that all of these other fairy tales, all of these other fairy tales are based on mm-hmm. and and uh, it's it's good versus evil it's a need for a savior 
Everything's everything that once was well is no longer well. It's been broken. We can't fix it. We need some help. Whether it's an Avenger movie, whether it's Harry Potter, whether it's uh, Narnia, mm-hmm. and this is the true story of reality. And that's why these movies are so successful. That's why these movies grip people, right? Because there's an element of truth in it all. But that's what I'm saying is like, why can't Christians as Christians like we don't need to come up with these these schemes? And not every movie has to contain. Like a Mennonite, like, like a Mennonite right. romance. Yes, <laughs> right. You know what I mean. Yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You you sleep in this bed, tied up, <laughs> yeah. and, and like it's just like no. Like I just want to see what I want to see is I want to hear I want to hear hip hop music that I can listen to that's got the best beats, that's got the best lyrics that t- that takes me to that place when I like when I'm working my best, like when I'm really on, like uh, working. I have beats going without lyrics right. because I can just lose myself in them. It's like, oh yeah, and I'm typing away and I'm writing and whatnot. I'm I'm making a new talk or or writing my sermon, and that's what I want. Is I don't I, I want like Christians should be making the best beats mm-hmm. because we know that we know the best beat creator, right? Right? Christians should be making the best movies because we know the best movie maker. Mm-hmm. You know, God is the best at all of this. Like, there's no comparison. So, but we can't we can't write a song or or, or a movie without making a, a gospel call or without well, saying. But that's the, <laughs> that's the issue. Like, exactly. And maybe I'm off base, man. You guys put me straight if if you need to. But it's just like, like I just I don't want to I don't want to see any more Christian music. I don't want to see any more Christian movies. I just want to see killer movies. Yeah. That are Christians. directed and produced and acted in by Christians. Right. You know, and they're and when they're and then and then I'm not saying they 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 push down their faith till they make it big and then they blow up all of a sudden they're a Christian. I mean, these people just living out their lives on the daily as normal people struggling in real life, but with a Christian worldview. Right. And that I think that if like this is this is my passion, right? This is why I get involved at the Chris. Your kids are at at Beacon Hill, which is the school that that my kids go to, and and I get involved with the teens there because like. We, I, I'm relying on these these people. Mm-hmm. I'm relying on these young men and women to take their faith seriously, but then live it out. And I'm hoping, yeah, we're going to do doctors, and we're going to get lawyers, and we're going to get these people, but we're going to get people who make the culture, right? And that's the artists, right? Right, the artists. Yep. You know, uh, who, somebody famously said, um, "Let me write the songs of a nation. I don't care who writes its laws." Mm-hmm. Like I, 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 I th- oh, Turner. I forget who said I that, forget, yeah. but it's just like you know. I, I, I want to write the songs of the nation, the anthems, because mm-hmm. we all know the anthems. We all know the laws. Right. The laws don't affect us like the like the anthems. Right. So that we're gonna leave you guys with that for the break. We are gonna be back in like I don't know two minutes. This is apologetics.com radio where we challenge believers to think and think is to believe. We'll be right back. The mission of Apologetics.com is to challenge believers to think and thinkers to believe on the radio, on the internet, and now in the Life of the Mind conferences. If you believe in the work that Apologetics.com is doing, we encourage you to support us with your prayers and also with your tax-deductible gift so that this ministry will continue on the air, on the web, and in events near you. Gifts of any amount are appreciated, and it's very simple to participate. Just go to Apologetics.com and click Donate. It's safe and secure. Or you can send your check or money order to Apologetics.com, 1900 Southwestern Avenue, San Pedro, California, 90732. Thank you for supporting Apologetics.com.
This is John MacArthur inviting you to join me for Portraits of Grace. Unregenerate people are totally depraved, dead in their trespasses, enslaved to sin, cursed to eternal damnation, unable to help themselves, and in desperate need of mercy and compassion. That's quite a plight. And that's where the good news of the gospel meets them. God loves them in that condition and extends mercy to anyone willing to trust in Him. Mercy tempers God's justice. That God permits us to live at all speaks volumes of His mercy. Well, Lamentation says, It is because of the Lord's mercies that we're not consumed. Because His compassions fail not, they are new every morning. Great is His faithfulness. What a promise. This is John MacArthur trusting your lives are portraits of grace. I'm not usually one to give prescriptions, but here's one that I can easily guarantee. Hi, I'm Chuck Swindoll. If you should choose to meditate, really concentrate on God's grace, it will transform your life. You will not be the same. Your attitudes will change from negative to positive. Your relationships with people will change from suspicious and intolerant to affirming and even understanding. I'm prepared to say today that your feelings toward the Lord himself will be changed. You'll begin to enjoy the Lord as some of you have never enjoyed him in your entire Christian life. Meditating on Grace. Pastor and teacher Chuck Swindoll. Visit Insight for Living's website at insight.org. All right, let's get back to the Apologetics.com radio show. All right, guys, we are back. It is 1230. This is our second segment, and, um, man, it's going fast. It always goes really fast. The first 10 minutes drags. The first 10 minutes, I wonder, does it drag for you guys listening, too? I wonder. Maybe we should switch it up. Maybe we give too much personal information. But I don't know. I like it, catching up. It's a good warm-up. It is a good warm-up. And I don't know. I, I care about the people listening. I'm assuming some of them, one of them hopefully cares about us. One or two. One or two. <laughs> hopefully we have one or two listeners. We'd love to hear from you. If you are listening and you are interested at all in uh, apologetics, um, if you have any questions for us, we'd love to hear that. You can give us a call at 888-995-5552. That's 888-995-KK. L A, and uh, we'd love to get you on the air, and you can ask a great question. And tonight we've been kind of talking about uh, Christianity and the arts. And when I say the arts, I'm not talking. Well, I mean we can talk about, but we're not uh, limiting our conversation to you know like Picasso or you know or Michelangelo or any of these great paintings. So we're not talking strictly about Bach. We are talking about music. We can talk about. Um, the arts as in paintings and, and stuff like that, but also movies. And um, before we went on the break, I, I mentioned the quote and I forget who, I still forget who said it. If I was using my time productively, I probably could have looked it up. But uh, the, the quote is, is that I don't care who writes, uh, let me write the songs of a nation. I don't care who writes its laws. And I think it's a really um, powerful quote, quote because I think that culture is so heavily influenced through the arts, whether it be movies, music, plays, uh, paintings, drawings, or whatnot. And um, when we were at break, you mentioned something you kind of wanted to talk about, and it had to do with writing music. And yeah, what, mean, what did you mean by that? What do you, well, what do you want to talk about? 
so having a history in songwriting and song production and trying to think along the lines of how to present to the world this Christian worldview that I have, um, you start trying to uh, write songs um, that kind of encapsulate the entire message, kind of like what we were talking about earlier. And as you're writing, um, you write these little, you know, three minute songs that are meant to kind of portray, you know, the problem, the sin, the, you know, solution, and then the redemption all in one package. And it really, um, I think tends to water down the message, which is ironic because what you're trying to do is give the greatest message in the world, but you end up ripping the heart out of Mm. it at the same time. And so probably about, I don't know, 10 to 15 years ago, I had this like, just this crazy kind of thought about Christian art. And I was trying to figure out how to do this right. Cause I would listen to secular artists and hearing secular artists. Some of them would move me to tears. Absolutely. Some of them would lead me into the throne room of worship and they're not even singing about Christ. It's just the, the art, the, um, the thoughts that it produces, the chain of, of, of thoughts that go into like just worshiping Jesus, you know, and I'd had a few of these kind of experiences where I was just like, what is it about these songs that is just tapping right into my main line? You know what I mean? And, um, it's, can I, can I stop for a second? Cause this is crazy. Cause this is like, okay, so there's this, uh, this is going to bleed into uh, a different topic kind of, but it's a long lines, what you're saying. I'm going to give you back the mic, but, um, this is this is like an interesting point to bring up because okay so there's Retin Link online and there's these really popular YouTube right. guys and they just came out maybe a year a year and a half ago that they were Christian now they're not and they and and one of the things that Rhett said is that he, when he came to Christ it was through a worship service right, right? he was moved by the songs right. And then one of the things that jolted him is he was at a, a regular concert, whoever, you know, I mean, slip, I don't know, like, I don't know any major bands, you know, Simon and Garfunkel. That's what I wanted to say. But then I was like, oh, man. I think I heard Slipknot. Yeah, Slipknot. <laughs> I'm not sure anything was at a Slipknot concert. But I, anyways. Oh, man, it's kind of like I said, facing the Giants. <laughs> but but no, but he was saying whatever, whatever, wherever he was, like, I, I honestly don't know any recent bands. Right. But like, he was at this band, he was moved the same way because there's something about music yeah that is so deeply touching to our soul so so keep going right. so you're noticing the way things are written they're trying to force too much in there yeah and I'm, I'm i'm realizing that i am being moved emotionally which is a god-given god blessed thing by this secular artist who was doing what i had always tried to do but so much better <laughs> you know <laughs> what i mean yeah and i remember thinking man this is this is what I want to do. And now what is he doing though? Like, how is he doing this? And I started listening to this album and I won't say the name. I'm not going to trying to like promote anybody, but this album was a conceptual album where he basically kind of led you through a day in the life of throughout the entire city. Pink Floyd, the wall. No, no. Well, <laughs> close. No, I'm just kidding. Not at all. But <laughs> anyway, so I would never listen to that. So, so he goes through his day and each song represents a different topic sure. or a different part of his day, whatever. But cased in this album is um, a grandma leading this group of kids to Jesus at the very beginning. And then at the very end of this album. And basically it's this 
day in the life of these little gangbangers. Is this Compton. a Christian? I'm putting Christian in scare quotes. Christian album or artist? No, not at all. And matter of fact, I probably shouldn't promote it because if you go and listen to it, it's vulgar and yeah, filthy okay. and all kinds of stuff. But what he's doing, though, is doing what we should be doing on a daily with our art. But we're scared to because yeah. of the parameters that the and Christian market puts on how and what we can say in a song, what is palatable to the quote unquote Christian audience yeah. and and the in the in the boundaries we have to keep in. Well, well why do Christian artists have to write for Christian audiences? Well, that's a good point. That's a good point. And and there's this and that's a tension as as a Christian songwriter. You totally redeemed yourself. There is a tension there because you're you want you want to make money. Mm-hmm. You want to write songs that people will actually go and pay tickets to go and listen to. And you also want to reach the lost. And so you you develop this this kind of pattern of songwriting that, like I said, kind of creates this entire gospel story in this little cookie package. When in all reality, what this artist was doing that I was talking about was he was taking snapshots of all of these different life experiences and allowing them to tell this it's so cool story along the entirety of the album. And so I guess captivating. Thinking, well, it's captivating and it's also real. Like we were talking yeah. in the car. It's like you know, Bible roulette your Bible to whatever chapter and read it. And then there's going to be, you know, who knows? The Bible talks about sex. It talks about, it does. you know, uh, all sorts of cussing and all sorts of like crazy stuff is happening. Murder. Yeah. Um, oh, my gosh. Adultery. Yeah, I mean, I mean everything. everything that Everything that we do here now, everything that we deal with, every sin. And worse. And worse <laughs> is dealt with in the Bible. Exactly. And so like explicitly. If, so if you were to take one chapter out of the Bible and say, okay, equate that to a song in an artist catalog. You would say, okay, Song of Solomon, you know, like what if I just had a song about Bathsheba's nipple? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? What if? What if I did? What if you did? And like a deer would that be okay? Water. Would that be okay to the Christian market? No, it no wouldn't. Way. But let's say over the catalog, I'm telling the entire story of David's life. And that one topic yeah. is dealing with it. And looking at it truly as sin, but in the moment, David wasn't thinking this is sin. This is, he was thinking that looks great. This looks good. I want that. This that. And the I other can thing. have that. I will take that. Which is life experience. You yeah. know what I mean? That's like what we go through. And so, yes, we don't want to stay there. That's a, right. Yeah, and yeah, you don't want to stay there because, like, so so here's I think the struggle with. This is one of the reasons why I think Christians have backed away from the arts in general. Is because they don't want to. They don't want to be accused of, or they don't want to actually glorify or be seen as glorifying those things, right? right. Drawing attention to them. But here's the deal: is if, if we want to bring glory to God, we have to reveal the need for a savior, right? The good news is only good because of the bad news. Right. So if we never discuss the bad, the vulgar, the bad right. things, if we never discuss these things, if it's just kind of swept under the rug. Um, in the name of whatever purity, innocence, whatever it might yeah. be. And, and I'm not saying these are bad motives, but I think that takes it too right. far. Right. Then we're, what we're doing is we're just giving a lot of people good news that's meaningless because they don't know the bad news. Right. And like, I know when I was an atheist and you started talking about the Bible to me, I thought that I can't relate to this. Right. And I had no idea it was in the Bible, really. But like, I mean, I was like, I, I, why would I read that? It's about a bunch of religious people. Right. But you're, but you're putting an extra burden on the artist by saying that he has to prevent, present a message. I think that I, yeah. 
maybe this isn't fair. Interesting. This isn't fair, maybe, but um, a lot of hip hop artists are out there. There or or any artist, they're out there presenting a um, a song or or a movie, but there's no underlying message. There's no underlying morality to it. They're not trying to 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 convince you of something or trying to, to point you in the right direction. They're just telling you about the. Well, they're telling to, you a story about about, uh, about their experience at the club. Yeah, yeah, right. I, you know, well, but I, I don't know. I like, dance with a girl. You know, I'm trying to keep it as clean as yeah. possible. But right, right, right. <laughs> well, but it's also I do like if I'm thinking of if I'm thinking of some of the albums that stick out in my mind that influenced me as a kid. They do tell stories. They're not the club well, music I, more. They're, I, they're I like mean, the I listen really to, so so I listened to NWA growing up. Right. Yeah. yeah. They had stuff to say. You know. They had they had they had a lot of stuff to say. I mean, records were. I mean, police police were trying to arrest them off the stage yeah. because of what they were saying. Mm-hmm. And so there's, I think that there's messages there. But that's not the majority. No, I, I mean, I'm thinking I, I would Be- agree Beastie with you Boys. for sure. There's, I okay. would agree. Most of it, most of who? it, is... Beastie Boys. Yeah, that's probably. That I mean, they, they tell stories, yeah. but they're stupid. But yeah, 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 yeah like about a party. They're, yeah, 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 absolutely right. Yeah, 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 yeah. But but I would say that the artists that last are the ones that are like the J. Coles, the Kendrick Lamars. The Jay Z's, the Biggie Smalls, Wu-Tang, the Tupac, the Wu Tang, who are Tupac. going in depth to life experiences and stuff like that, and they're not just the club songs, which are yeah. saturating the airwaves, obviously. But it's oh, the, dude. but these guys are the ones that are creating the art. I think, and the they're changing, changing the culture, the culture changing art. So, so Schaefer Schaefer says this. This is an interesting quote. I think he said, "The Lordship of Christ should include an interest in the arts." This is Francis Schaefer. Uh, a Christian should use these arts to, glorif- to, to the glory of God, not just as tracks, mind you, but as things of beauty to the praise of God. And what I think I wish Schaefer, I just have this brief quote in front of me, but I'd like to go further and say it doesn't necessarily need to be Christian yeah. in order to glorify God. You know, we can tell these, these types of stories. We can tell hard stories. Yeah. Hard stories. Huh? Yeah. I think we've talked about Breaking Bad before that TV show. And we've talked about how like, man. If a Christian wrote Breaking Bad, like we know sin, we know the depravity of man, we know what sin does to uh, a human being, we know the decline, we know like the the brokenness and the destruction and the wake of destruction behind it. That's all Breaking Bad is. That's it. Yeah. So you're saying what? What if we? What if we wrote a TV show that was about there was no savior? This is what life would be like without a savior. This yeah. is what life would be Why like not? if there is no God. Well, that's kind of like yeah. Breaking Bad. Yeah. Or I've been watching uh, this show. I do not endorse this show to anybody listening, but I've been watching it just because it's gripped me as billions. Yeah. And this is a show. I'm not going to get into it, but this is the, the only reason why it's interesting to me is because this is a show where there is like no check on people's morals. Like right. everybody has so much money. Everybody has so much power. The main characters, at least, they just do what they want. This is a complete view. Uh, this is a perfect view of the total depravity of right. man. Right. And when you watch it, you know, I think it's good for me, at least for for I, I you know, I write a lot and I, I, I create talks and, and, and sermons and stuff. It gives me a good perspective and keeps me down there is like, holy smokes, like this is what the world would be like. I mean, it'd be worse, but without without God or without a savior. Right. But I think we do. I think as Christians, we got to we got to explore those stories. What would it be like without a savior? And the problem is, is we don't, we don't do that. And so, even with like back to like songwriting, you, yeah, you know, we would try to write these like you know full stories, these full kind of redemptive arcs within this three minute song, and it just isn't real life. Like that's just not how life works. 
And I remember <laughs> specifically talking about this with my friend Dominic Bally, who we mentioned earlier. And it was like, man, you know, he had just lost one of his kids. Um, and I was like, hey, did you want to cuss when you lost Nehemiah? Did you want to, like, hit the wall? Did you want to, like, drive off a cliff? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And he's like, yes, to all of those things. But he could not at that moment and at that time put that into a song because of the way that we were creating these parameters <sighs> around how we um, kind of uh, represent, you know, this Christian worldview. And I was like, but that's we got to like get outside it's of rubbish. that. Yeah. We got to get outside of it and try to write things that are going to connect directly with the human condition that everybody else is ex is experiencing. Like I know guys that would write these I know guys that would write these songs about God is good, no worries, he takes care of me, he's all this and they're they're literally like they're barely able to provide for their kids. They're like crying because they, you know, don't have food to feed their kids yeah. with and stuff and it's like talk about that, dude. Yeah, cuz that's what people are relating to. Yeah. You know, and and it's real. And it's like like what was that song? Um, Christian song. I think it was. She does apologetics now. The uh, oh Zoe girl. Yeah, remember that song? Okay, it was like no, groundbreaking. I don't because I don't listen. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> but I know Alyssa Childers. Yeah. Okay, so this song came out, and I remember hearing. I don't know if it was her or one of the other members of the band wrote the song, and I remember hearing how they came up with the song, and basically they wrote this melancholy super depressing song about God not speaking when they really, really, really wanted him to. Yeah. And they wrote the song and thought there's no way this isn't, you know, this isn't yeah. air one quality. Like they're not going to want to play this. Yeah. And then it became their biggest hit. That's unbelievable. And it's that song and the words are, I cry out with no reply. Um, I can't see you. Or something like that. Anyway, basically, it's just like this song yeah. about crying out to God and God not saying anything back. Sounds like a psalm. That's exactly what I'm saying. And so it, 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 it pierced through all of the Christian parameters that we set up for ourselves. And it struck right into the chord of the population, the listening population, yeah. Christian, non-Christian. It was a great song. And I'm not a big fan of theirs, but that song was amazing yeah. because it tapped into the human condition. One of the so so I'm not an artist like you're an artist. I'm not I'm I'm not, I'm like nothing. So I <clears throat> one of the things that I do is I speak and I speak on the problem of evil, right? And one of the po most powerful things about the problem of evil, problem of pain, problem of suffering, stuff like this, it's the it's the part of reality that everybody, regardless of your worldview, believes in. Everybody, we all have pain. We all suffer. We all see evil for evil. You know, um, we don't all see every piece of evil as evil. We all, but we all know that the world ain't as it ought to be. And, and that's the part of reality that we can all connect to. Yeah. And going a step further is, is the Christian worldview is the only worldview that has the solution to it. Yes. So as artists, why not? draw people's attention to that 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 um layer of reality that joins us all that knits us all together and that is not a pretty part of reality it's not the feel good part mm -hmm. it's the hard part but i mean but we all know what it's like to lose to suffer and so yeah. that's why that's why when we listen to songs 
you know the it's it's sometimes the 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 hard songs that resonate the most with us yeah you know it can't all be brown eyed girl every day all the right. time you know it's like I remember the first song that I tried to write after this whole kind of thing in my life where I was kind of like restructuring my entire philosophy on Christian art and it was <laughs> my wife is the best wife in the world you know I love her to death but the song that I wrote was about um, basically my wife cheating on me and me saying good riddance. And it was this Dude. like, it was this weird Whoa. exercise for myself to kind of step outside of what I always did songwriting. And I was just basically saying, I'm a character right now. And I'm telling a story. That's a real story that's happening to people around me. And this is what they're experiencing. This is how they feel inside. This is what's going on. These are the thoughts that they're having. Yeah. Like basically like get the stepping, you know, kind of yeah. mentality. And so I wrote this verse and it's, it's this song called villain. And, um, it was a strange exercise for me. And I, and I, I, I didn't, it's not like I got, uh, a bunch of people, but there was enough of people like, weird like why would you, write that? <laughs> why would you, you know what i mean and i think that that's the hard part as a christian artist is being okay with stepping outside yeah. of the norm because it's going to come with flack it's going to come with tension it's going to come again uh, against the grain of what's normal and you have to be okay with that and then you know as long as you're accountable to pastors like you are my pastor and I'm accountable to you and you have people in your life oh um, man heaven help you yeah i'm just yeah exactly <laughs> well there's three other elders <laughs> thankfully so anyway I, I just think that you know as long as you're 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 tapped into the body of Christ you are accountable and you are walking with Christ you can make art and it can be risky yeah but it's as long as you're not just like going off in left field and just making you know crap just for crap's sake yeah but you're actually trying to tap into the full human experience in order to tell them like you said the solution to the human experience i think that's uh that's but, a but again that's a that's it. a huge burden to put on the artist right because because these other artists they're out they're just what's the beat and words that are going to make me the most money Sure. Right. And so you're, you're saying we need to do – Christian artists need to do that because they need to survive. But they right. also need to have right. this extra component. Yeah. And I am but, – but, I'm definitely I'm – definitely, I'm definitely talking about the vein of creativity that lasts and is more of like um, tapping into the need to create, the need mm. to tell the story, the need to actually make something of substance. Not necessarily the club songs or the money making, you know, I know that you are there, you are there, thank you, God, kind of songs. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm talking about the more like substantive, uh, life changing, kind of culture changing type works of art. So one one of my favorite artists is Bruce Springsteen. Like I just love Bruce Springsteen. Oh man, I uh, who? Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. All right. No. I, okay. And one of the reasons why. I... <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> oh. Dude, if you saw my if you saw my favorites playlist, no. you would freak out. No. You would because because I have I have Wu Tang and I have Nas and, and, and I've got Bruce Springsteen <laughs> and I got Prince and I got Maxwell uh, and I got Salt and Pepper yeah, and I yeah. got I mean it's just diverse. I mean I'm pretty much tracking with you pretty much but all of them except for Bruce. Bruce but I, the one the reason why I like Bruce Springsteen is because he tells stories. Uh. 
And one of the things that, that I like about him is I can relate to his stories. And one of the things that shocked me the most about Bruce Springsteen is I watch a documentary with him, and it's just him on stage playing his guitar, telling stories and stuff. Is he basically like I picture? I have this person like Bruce Springsteen because I think I, I know his songs, and like so I know this guy, and he's relatable. He likes cars, racing, you know, and all this stuff, and he struggles. But uh, he gets up there, and he's like, I don't know anything about cars in real life. Like, I don't know anything about this stuff, right. you know? But he knows how to tell the story, yeah. and the story is what connects me. And and it doesn't always have a resolution, his right. stories, right? right. He, has a, he has a song that is, you know, a really sad song. It's about a hard marriage. Like, he wakes up and is like, he, he just tells a story that him and his wife just got into a fight, and it's another one of those things. It's the same old fight that they've been having for years. The water heater broke, you know? His his truck didn't start, you know? It's just one thing after another, and you relate to that. And there's no there's no happy ending in the song but i could listen to that song a thousand times over so so what if what if a christian had written uh jack and diane jack and diane is uh john cougar mellencamp right yeah i know it's not i like i like john john cougar so so, but what's the so let's suppose that that, there's a little uh, ditty about jack and diane i don't know the song you don't know that song no i don't two american kids growing up in the heartland oh wait (laughs) Okay. Oh yeah. I think it was. Life the, goes yeah, I needed the melody. On. Yeah. That's See, when I, I sing, things die. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. so we, I was just, like, we I just lost fifteen percent <laughs> of our audience. I mean, so suppose if uh, if a Christian, if we found out a Christian had written that song, yeah. does that is there any consequence to that? Is there any? I mean, is there any good? What what has what has happened? Well, I think. The, the, can I answer this first, and then you can you yeah. can offer the final answer here, Chris? But like, I think that if if it, it, it's not so much like good or bad it's just if christian it would be known that like christians uh christians should own the space and and for the glory of god you know and and right now we're not known as like what you said at the very beginning like we we don't even own c.s lewis anymore right you know see tolkien lord of the rings has been secularized so too has narnia you know, and and it was never none of neither of those stories was ever written for with secular intentions, but we've kind of just let them go, and and that's the point is because because if we own the space, and this should be for everything, you know, if we own the space, everybody's given glory to God, and we'll say, oh my gosh, that movie was amazing. I wonder who did that. Oh my gosh, he goes to this church and this. That's so that's so interesting, you know, or whatever. Yeah, I mean, right. yeah, Chris, what do you think? I think it comes down to markets, honestly, and I think the Christian market has certain limitations to it, like it or not. And I think that if that market changes, then you're going to find guys pushing those boundaries a little bit more and and being able to tell stories that have a lot more to do with the human condition. But, um, you know, like like you just said, you know, if 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 somebody is in the secular world and he's writing songs and he happens to be a Christian nobody's it's there's there is no consequence it's that's great you know he's just doing but we have this little christian bubble this little market that we like try to cater to that is really uh limited when it comes to you know the stories we can tell it's just not done well like that's what gets me is just like everything everything you do do unto the glory of god paul says whether you eat or drink do unto the glory of God. So, I mean, we should, and I don't do this. I fail, guys, just as much as everybody else. I'm confessing that to you tonight. I can, I fail every day. But, uh, like, when we brush our teeth, we should be doing unto the glory right. of God. When we 
when I shave my right, head, right. be doing it unto the glory of God. When we make movies, when we sit, do a radio program, when we do everything, when you code computer, when, when you're writing a song or, or putting a new layout together, we do it all unto the glory right. of God. Why? So that when we're asked, right. what, what did you do? Well, I did this for the glory of right, God. Why? Right. What else? And then all of a sudden that happens. You start shifting the culture a little bit. Yeah. Let me write the songs of a nation. Yeah. I don't care who writes its laws. Because right. you write the songs of a nation, the laws will follow eventually. And if the, if the, the songwriters are chasing after Jesus, mm-hmm. I, I have to believe eventually that the culture will be chasing after Jesus. Does that right. make sense? It does. Yeah. And I think that I, I do sympathize with the guys that say, I'm not a Christian artist. I'm an artist who's a Christian. Yeah. Because it's like when we, when we pigeonhole them into this right. market, it creates these limitations. And so I understand that fully. And a lot of people do that. And I used to think like, oh, there, there they go. There they they're go. off the deep end now because they're not a Christian artist anymore. And it's like, we should all be artists who are Christian. We should be doing things for the glory of God, but have it just be normal life. Like I'm designing things at my work right now to the glory of God. It's not Christian graphic design. It's just me it's just doing you. design <laughs> and i happen to love just you i think you're pretty cool so hey guys i hear the music so that means our our show is up we've run our course we used to have two hours now we only have one we should go back to two one's enough for now but maybe we could do two later i don't know I, i'm down but anyways hey guys uh thank you guys so much la you're amazing uh keep strong keep plugging uh man just know know and love jesus uh my name is john with apologetics.com radio we will see you next week later on